how to win in a men's world that's the title for this episode uh it's a catchy title except that it's a catchy title and it occurred to me as i was thinking about the next episode to write about or to record uh there is nothing against men i intend to discuss in this episode in a low sense you can take it as men occupy public spaces more so you can say it's a men's world other than that in no way do i mean to bash men or am i using it to uh, in a disapproving tone it's a matter of fact men's world okay that's enough of a disclaimer i'm just going to move on so when we say win there must be a prize if there is a prize it's up for grab by anyone participating in the race the prize could be a job it could be a business success a movie success championship in a sports many things now let's expand on that as for the prize there is another component someone has to pay for the prize isn't it when it's a job an employer is paying for the salary of the employee when it's a business customers or investors are paying for it when it's a movie producers pay and viewers should pay for it to balance the sheet when it's a spo- sporting championship some clubs or uh, businesses will sponsor it and it gets paid via ticket sales or tv rights etc so simply put prize is equal to money when it involves money and people it's a transaction prize could even be viewers attention span so basically once you decided to win a prize you are fighting to grab someone's money and attention in sports in movies in business in job everywhere when we want to win we can't simply apply a puritan logic of saying it's my skill which is with which i'm winning whether it is art or science or sport only when someone is willing to pay their money and attention will you be able to win a prize it's your skill in display and use however it's a payment in the currency of money or attention or time that makes your skill worth the money that's when you win a prize yes you could be the most skillful person in a particular area in the whole world if no one has seen you or no one is ready to pay to watch and enjoy your skill in display it's nothing but your hobby or fun time thing with that understanding in mind how do women win in a men's world in this episode episode number 18 how to win in men's world first we'll explore how things are and then figure out how and what we should do to win okay let's jump in let's talk work life this is your host pratibha wilson here in this podcast we'll talk a lot about work life with a bit of extra attention to working women life as adults we spend a lot of time at work but there is not enough space where we discuss about it probably we don't want to talk about it because we have spent an awful amount of time at work and we don't want to think about it anymore i get that but to make something better there is no other way except to talk about it and when we spend an awful amount of time at workplace it's only logical for us to make it better for our own good we definitely need to find ways to talk about our work life in a light informal safe and productive way so through this podcast i hope to bring in interesting content on topics related to work life and working women life i hope you all enjoy listening into the episodes as much as i enjoy creating them so yeah welcome to the podcast let's talk work life and let's dive into this week's episode let's take an example of movie most movies are branded and banked around a hero a man every year you can count uh, count with the fingers of your hand the female led movies 
let alone female-led movies that makes into successful box office hits. I'm going to take the example of Hollywood uh, for the purpose of generalization and since it's easily relatable. The same logic can be applied to Bollywood and Hollywood movies as well. Uh, let me go to the IMDb Pro site, Box Office Mojo by IMDb Pro, which lists down all these top grosses. I'm going to the top lifetime grosses list. Uh, it's as of April 2nd, that's when I'm writing this episode. So the first in this list is Avatar. Avatar, I do not know if I can define it as whether it is a, a movie led by a hero or heroine because the movie is filled with characters of blue skin non-humans. So I'm just going to let that movie pass. The next in the list is Avengers, Avengers Endgame. It's again an ensemble cast. Uh, however, it's mostly super male superheroes, right? And third in the list is Avatar The Way of Water. Fourth is Titanic. It's a rom-com set against a grand titanic ship sinking. It's led both by a hero and heroine, I would say. Uh, though I wouldn't deny the uh, impact Kate had as an actress. But we cannot say she cleared, um, she shouldered the movie as such, right? Then we have Star Wars uh, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Again, an ensemble cast, um, although we can argue that Daisy Ridley as a main character, as an actress, she did lead the movie in a way. Then we have Avengers Infinity War, again an ensemble cast led by heroes. Then we have Spider-Man No Way Home, a male superhero. Going down the list, we have Jurassic World, Lion King, The Avengers, Furious 7, Top Gun Maverick. So till this point, if you, if you can see, most of the movies are led by heroes. I believe Top Gun Maverick is the only one you can clearly say it banks on Tom Cruise as a hero. The other movies are a combination of ensemble cast, the whole fandom around superhero or fantasy movies, uh, right? So except for Star Wars uh, Episode 7, the list till now mostly has uh, male leads. And Top Gun Maverick is at the 12th place. If you follow the list, uh, then we have at the 30th place is where we have Captain Marvel. A superhero or should I say superheroine, uh, whatever the name is, whatever the term is. So a movie led by an actress. Uh, it's the first movie led by, an, uh, not the first movie. I think only at the uh, place number 30, we have a movie led by a, a woman, right? And even Wonder Woman, it's at 90th place. So you can clearly see that there aren't many movies led by women that's crossing the box office. Or probably in the first place, the question we should be asking is, do women do that many leading roles in a big budget action oriented movies? Because big budgeted action movies bring a lot of returns. Women leading uh, high grossing rom-coms, nobody questions that, but they do not really uh, enter this top lifetime grosses kind of thing, right? So, uh, yeah, so for action packed movies, uh, women led movies is still not coming to the top list. Things are definitely changing, but it's a long way to go, right? In this movie example, what is that I mean by men's world? Most of the producers and distributors, even directors, even though directors are at the mercy of producers or production houses, most of them are men. They invest in movies, right? On the other side of the equation, it's viewers like, like us who watch movies and make it a big hit, the viewership. Yes, both men and women watch movies, including kids. Though women do watch movies, it's technically more men who watch movies in theatres. More men like action movies. 
more men will watch the same action movie many times then girlfriend and wives of these men will accompany men to watch the same movie more men can watch first day for shows and they do watch first day for shows more men can watch night shows most of the men can watch shows alone or with friends or with family so the demography of the viewership who can make a movie success depends on men's palate compare it to women's viewership things are changing in cities but we have to take it at the overall societal behavioral uh, level many women still depend on men in their life to take them to movie theaters yes in cities we go with girlfriends but it does do not constitute a majority women don't watch movies alone or in repetition to make a movie a success i did that once for pony and selvan i did it a couple of times because i'm a big fan of maniratnam and the original book in uh, tamil was so good so it was like i did not know how to appreciate it so i just went and watched the movie again and again otherwise i would never do it again then women hardly do ft first day for show uh, women cannot do night shows practically uh, again unless they have a male friend or a male family member around there are exceptions as i said but it is not the majority men hardly accompany women to chick flicks even if they do it's usually worshiped at like it's a great sacrifice men do for their women right uh, in indian context what we call as family movies or those rare feel good movies where the good woman a family woman after feeling dejected or unseen by family members suddenly rises to the occasion men are hardly fans of it it's women with other women make it to the theaters for those movies again they don't drive to theaters in a frenzy to make it a hit it's just not in their behavioral pattern barring exceptions right so a successful movie is dependent on men as audience paying to watch that movie because of the high numbers women since the number is relatively low their viewership can't and uh, or still they are an, it isn't a deciding factor to a movie's success now let's take an example of sports the often argued equal salary between a male and female sports stars let's take example of tennis in specific 8 out of 10 highest paid female athletes or tennis players top earning serena williams has pocketed some 81.7 million dollars in prize money since the start of her career during which she claimed a record 39 grand, grand slam titles the highest paid male tennis professional novak djokovic has taken home 108.8 million but won only 12 grand slam, grand slam titles this is according to a world economic forum site closer to home uh, indian cricket captain mithali raj reportedly earns only rupees uh, 50 lakh per year that seven percentage of indian cricket captain virat kohli's annual uh, salary of rupees 7 crore this uh, i took it from a site called the swaddle it's based on 2018 data but i'm sure it hasn't changed much since then uh, give me a minute yes i think i can quote some uh, recent data as well even as of now category a players in women's cricket get rupees 50 lakhs as against men in category a where they get around 7 crore rupees so yeah we have the data point to say the pay gap exists although i have to highlight that in tennis many international tournaments have introduced equal pay In 2007, Wimbledon became the last of the four tournaments to award equal prize money, with the U.S. Open rolling out pay parity in 
the Australian Open in 2001 and French Open in 2006. Um, I'm quoting this again from the uh, World Economic Forum site. So pay gap exists. However, many uh, uh, players, obviously women players are fighting against the pay gap and in some cases they are seeing results. But then has the argument against equal pay subsided? No. Even now many feel women shouldn't be paid equally. In tennis especially, the best out of three set for women and the best out of five set for men is often quoted as an argument to why uh, women shouldn't be paid equally to men. And personally, if you ask uh, men, I've heard my male colleagues and friends comment that they do not feel the same strength or technique in display when women play the sport, whereas men in action. Unfortunately, I'm too blind to sports. I have zero interest in sports these days. so. I can't personally comment whether they are biased or it is a fact. Hypothetically, let's say they are biased. What can we do? Can we force them to spill their money on something they don't uh, enjoy as much or even watch a match that they do not enjoy as much? It's not like inclusion in corporate offices where it can be mandated or set as a goal, right? So the example set in tennis for equal pay is a simple good precedent, but the pay gap can't be changed unless the underlying reason for why women are being paid less is addressed. Here in sports too, it's a skill which is displayed to a big audience. The sponsors or say the clubs or whatever you want to call it, they sell tickets, they sell uh, rights to TVs, advertisements, etc. All of which gives returns. Whoever can sell more and bring more money, they will invest more. It's the same cycle. It's the same argument. Can women, women's sport in specific, bring more money? Before going any further, let me just remind you, I picked the example of movies and sports as a, to make the point, but the crux of it can be extrapolated into various phases of life. Okay, so going back, in both these examples, let me pick the commonality. The commonality is that the revenue is driven by male audience. Men like action movies, men prefer men in action movies, although women in action movies are picking up. Women like action movies too. Women like men in action movies more. Men like sports. Relatively more men like sports than women. Men prefer strength and power and technique displayed by men in play. They don't feel the same when watching women in play. Not the same strength and technique. So to our question of how to win in men's world, one of the two things have to happen. One, men have to warm up to the idea of uh, watching women play lead roles in action movies or even they're getting comfortable with chick flicks or they also have to in sports since they have to get comfortable with warm up to the idea of women playing sports or uh, when i say warm up i'm talking more in terms of they're really attracted to it they get interested in two uh, women playing lead role in movies or women playing sports or the second thing could happen which is more women should drive the viewership so either one or two should happen or even better if one and two both happens, it's even better. We, it is a better uh, answer to winning the race in men's world, right? But let's see the feasibility or probability of this happening in the first place. So on the point around men warming up to the idea of women in action movies or sports, when I say warming up, I mean that men really liking women in action movies or women in sports and they readily pay money for it. Honestly, I don't know if they will, but they might. 
that's the thing it's warming up right we don't know how long it's going to take will it take a decade or two decade or a hundred years we don't know one thing for sure is we can't call men that they are bigoted or sexist i i mean you can call them but that won't make them pay money or spend their money uh, uh, to watch something that they are not too keen about right they will spend the money on tickets and merchandises only if they see the value in it for that probably we need more time to develop a right formula to attract the male audience say in the example of movie for example action movies i personally don't think the idea of using male characters like james bond making it a female lead would work it doesn't make sense if an action movie is going to be led by a woman then a story should be written keeping a woman in lead role in mind fight scenes should be choreographed to enhance a woman in fight scene experience that all should happen with male audience in mind okay but that i don't mean including unnecessary sex scenes it's just a way of denigrating the male audience taste right i'm just saying so anyway it's going to take time to build that ecosystem it has started it has to continue on the other hand for sports it's not like men don't agree that there are good uh, women players they agree that there are fantastic women players but the point is they are one and far between say if you have a match between one fantastic player and the second level player's quality is way below the other person the overall quality of the game will not be at par with the match between two men who are almost equally matched this is a complaint i often hear from the other side of the argument so this again unless more women continue to play and play and play pass the pattern we have more experience more research to improve the quality of women's game we cannot come to a point where most of the women in a competing game is of high quality only if the max number of players in a game are of good quality or great quality for that matter will the overall quality of the game look attractive enough to spend money on two super quality women on a game will give a high octane viewing experience one super quality women player and the other is an average player then the whole match will look tepid it will just give a tepid feel to the match and that is what the men or even let, let's not even say men let, that's what people on the other end of the argument are not ready to pay for not at the moment So the only way to beat this is to keep at it, continue to play. If you ask me, the goal of women of our generation shouldn't be equal pay. At least in the example of movie and sports which we are discussing at this point, the goal of this generation women should be to be a stepping stone for future women players to continue to play, to provide them mentorship, to provide them guidance. So eventually, at some point, in some generation, we can see that women players give super quality match for everyone to watch. the same way the goal of movie actress or even uh, female directors at the moment cannot be equal pay it has to be about creating an ecosystem where movies around women movies with women in leading roles in action movies are continue to be taken so at some point women led action movies give great viewing experience to viewers the goal of our generation women i believe is different it can be equal pay but it need not necessarily be that one uh, absolute point of equal pay right so the goal of our generation women is to continue to build and enhance a platform when i say platform it could be research in terms of how you train women players perhaps uh, a different training plan for women to make their strength and technique enhanced 
if it is movies what scripts work for better for women we need room for error and success right so all this to build and enhance a platform where women in future generation can continue to work on and ultimately at some point we'll get to that equal whatever situation we are all looking forward to right so that should be the goal of women in our generation and for that we definitely need partners like governments or corporate sponsors and whoever is interested party to show us some grace and lend us the helping hand to keep this ecosystem growing so the next point is a one i would say we need to dig into because the this point points a finger at us at women and that's going to be harsh as women we are not accounting for the revenue so unless we account for the revenue if we have no say or let me put it like this we do not have a control on it in this example of movie or in sports or oh, le- let me remind you even though i am taking the example of movie and sports it can definitely be extrapolated to other areas as well okay so going back in this example we have to ask the pertinent question how can women contribute to the revenue stream so that our pale and preferences become a deciding factor in investors or sponsors routing for women sports or movies obviously the first answer i can anticipate is as women we have lot of societal limitations we can't go to movies alone or forget it games in stadium it would be considered unsafe unless you have a separate section for women i don't know if we have separate section for women but see i agree that things are changing but still there are societal limitations so now if we want to talk about revenue stream uh, it's not only limited to live tickets right it's uh, tv rights ad revenue stream merchandising etc even at home imagine a woman sitting in front of a tv for the whole match you can't imagine that's because it's not possible there will be some household duty or rather for women to take care of where they cannot spend that much time in front of the tv at least not continuously we know that women do spend a lot of time to watch serials so that begs a question is a limitation a societal pressure or and family responsibility or it is just that not enough women like sports right actually this is one point i often discuss with my male colleagues because sometimes uh, the male colleagues do point out the fact that not many women like sports but again i have a question i used to argue back saying that not uh, many women get the opportunity to sit and watch a full match can you imagine a woman doing that i'm definitely sure she will be interrupted in the middle to do some household activity or somebody would beckon her to do something so women do not have the liberty to watch a full match and generate that interest right but i think we have to still even in that sense we have to still keep the question open that do enough women like sports so if not enough women like sports how to turn the tide for women playing the sports the more women watch sports the more women watch women sports that's when the tide will change for women playing the sport uh, going by just anecdotal data not empirical data we know that not many women uh, we do not have as many women watching um, cricket or tennis as who watch tv serials right so actually now Uh, that you have matches available in apps and on demand you can watch it any time you want on the, so my point is this is also going to take time to build the taste buds for sports for women to build their taste uh, taste bud for sports entertainment in the form of art has been there forever 
entertainment in the form of sports especially with women in display is relatively new so it's going to take time for us to build that fandom and excitement around it actually now that all these sporting matches are getting uh, being available in apps which can be watched at any convenient time this gives a hope that women can start inculcating uh, interest in sports the reason i'm saying that is that entertainment in the form of art has been there forever entertainment in the form of sports especially with women in display is relatively new so it's going to take some time to build that fandom and excitement around it i'm not saying that women don't watch matches at all i have a lot of good girlfriends who are crazily follow matches but the numbers are relatively low so in order for us to turn the tide in order for us to matter in terms of deciding the revenue factor lot of women have to watch those matches and for that women have to start inculcating that interest that starts by continuously watching matches whenever it is available so now that the limitation is lifted off or at least the limitation is slowly going away women can start uh, inculcating their interest in sports which will eventually turn to uh, obviously they will watch more matches then eventually they will watch more matches with women in display and that is when we will have the tide turning in our favor Same question. Do that many women like action movies in the first place? Not enough. Chick flicks, drama movies, yes. Blood curling, eye catching action sequences, probably not. I, I don't think women come back from the theaters and just talk about how great that action sequences were, how good it was punching in the faces, right? Perhaps there is still more experimentation that needs to be done to understand what's the kind of action movies women like. Say for me, I personally don't prefer bloodshed. I like action or thriller movies, but too much of blood is just a turn off for me, irrespective of who is playing the lead role. Now the next question is, how many of us will spend money on merchandises? Say when you buy those miniature superhero toys, how many of you will go for Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman as against Thor or Iron Man or Spider Man? I can't imagine men uh, buying superhero in superheroine toys like Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman. I I think they would rather buy Thor or Iron Man or Captain America or whatever, right? So in a way, as women, we aren't doing much to support women's cause either. The question to ask is: so as to as women to support another woman's cause, are we ready to pay more to buy these merchandises? Say, let's call these Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman toys as collectors' items, and let's pay more so that. it kind of gives a message to the investors that the women led superhero movies will give them more returns so if we pay more obviously it will give more returns so in a way i'm saying it's not going to be a deciding factor but at least it's a contributing factor so will we are we ready to do that in sports also do we women buy jerseys or merchandises that spreads a women led sports this whole concept of merchandising is built around the idea of creating fandom and craze right and then creating money on back of that be it movies or sports is the same concept actually i haven't seen my girlfriends buy such merchandises as crazily as many of my guy friends do i do not have any empirical data so i have to go by my experience with my friends i am not quoting my own data as such because i am not into sports or movies crazily or i don't buy any merchandises so i'm going by the experience i have in observing my friends behavior so in a way 
For us to contribute to success of women-led things, we might have to contribute by supporting them, whether in terms of going out and watching the movies in theatres or in uh, TVs and also in buying these merchandises. Obviously, the women-led sports and movies are not as successful or at least the merchandises around them. I don't think at this point it's as, success, as successful as men. So at that point in time, we might have to spend more in order to show support to our women. So are we ready to do that? And even the probably a new marketing strategy has to be developed to pique the interest of women in women-led sports, even to buy women-led merchandises. Probably new merchandises have to be introduced to interest women. Marketing is about creating frenzy. So probably more work needs to be done in order to see how to create frenzy around women-led sports or how to market these products to uh, women to support more women-led franchises in terms of sports or movies. So, so far I have kind of explored the topic by going all over the place. Let's try to pull the string and draw out the conclusion. So, to win in a men's world, two things need to happen. One, we need to change the influencing parameters. Two, we need to change the goals every other decade if not years. So, one, what do I mean by influencing parameters? Women can't at the moment drive the revenue in theatres or live stadiums, right? However, we can drive the revenue through watching it in TV or mobiles, isn't it? It is still in our control. We sure can buy merchandises geared towards women. We should in fact be willing to pay more for women merchandises. If we say we want women sports or women anything to lead, we need to take the first step. Think of it like it's pay it forward. If we are going to uh, if we are going to be willing to pay for women and lead stuff, there will be more people ready to invest in women and lead stuff. Then another thing we should try and do is that pique the interest in the next generation girls to watch sports or even watch uh, movies that is led by women probably they will pick the interest and then it grows over generation. On the other hand, women playing lead roles or women directing movies or women taking up a new sports where not enough presence of women out there should earnestly strive to give more bucks for the money. There is no escaping that part of it. Say, it's like you work hard as a woman to gain my attention, I pay more to help you succeed. Unless we get into that answer and set this code, we cannot tide over this growing phase where women are given golden opportunities in every possible areas. We definitely are living in a golden uh, times where everyone around is taking an effort to give women opportunities. We might as well make the best and the right use of it. Now, we, let's also talk about merchandising. Perhaps there needs to be a different set of items that uh, has to be designed that would interest women supporting women in sports or women in action movies. Perhaps a stylish scarf or stylish sne sneakers, I don't know. A different set of items rather than these small toys or t-shirts that, uh, that should be geared towards women should be designed. Point is, marketing is about creating buzz around uh, women's sport or women-led action movies, but they are still being done with men in mind. That has to change. It will take a bit of experimentation, not a bit, a lot of experimentation and that would involve cost and more money 
which both the investors should be ready to spend as well as us consumers we should be ready to spend more in order to just support other women so my point is if we say expect men to support women then as women we should support uh, other sisters to succeed right so that's that's the thing about influencing parameters so that's the thing about changing the influencing parameters the ultimate goal is we need to become the deciding factor for the revenue the revenue that's uh, coming out of women's sports or women led action movies women have to be co- be the contributing factor towards the revenue how do we do that it's not necessarily we have to drive to theaters we can drive it by sitting at home and watching those movies and sports where women do the lead stuff it could be about uh, paying more for the merchandises anything so basically we are going to have a different set of influencing parameter but the end result is we need to drive the revenue in order to support women in lead stuff the second point is set a different goal post at least for now for example not many women like action movies we don't have empirical data but we can say it anecdotally women don't get as excited as men for these raw action sequences and so does it even make sense to have women led action movies which women themselves aren't so interested in and usually action movies are highest grossing that's the reality perhaps a parameter with which we evaluate a women's success need not always be in terms of highest grossing a valid question to ask if as a women say example as i said i like to watch a calm thriller i actually like those more um, not these high budgeted ones say like gone girl a twisted thriller even though ben affleck is a hero in the movie the story was written by a woman and the leading lady is a twisted character that's the kind of movies i like i can't say all women like those movies my point is as women we should be happy if women led movies impacting women influencing women or at least that fits women's taste uh yeah that fits women's taste i think that's the way to put it if that succeeds in box box office that should be our goal post for now that which suits our taste i honestly don't think many movies are taken with women in mind when such movies are taken and it's a hit we should be happy we shouldn't try uh, we shouldn't worry about whether it is being highest grossing or coming in some list or it is very much a possibility that if movies are taken keeping women in mind progressively even action thrillers or action movies probably not the same kind of action movies and stories that please men's palate uh, we might uh, once movies are taken with women's palate in mind women might go in droves to the theaters or even pay in ott forms and it could still become a hit and it could still be in the top grossing list remember women as a count we aren't less women watching movies influencing it to be a success is less when it comes to sports as i mentioned earlier our goal, uh, goal for current generation it should be around getting sponsors and investors spending money on research and training and providing opportunities for women when i say research and training what i'm referring to is a research and training specifically catered around women's uh, specific needs say women's physical fitness level is different the biology of women are different so probably the same training or whatever we, uh, it's being done for me, uh, men it might not be applicable for women 
so what could be done better for women in order for them to improve their sporting techniques and in order to improve the physical fitness so once if we uh, focus on that eventually women will be, uh, women sports uh, sports women will groom themselves many women most women participating in the sports will be able to provide high octane viewing experience to the viewers and besides that more money needs to be spent to create and nurture the frenzy around certain sport you and i know that sports is one thing the crazy frenzy created around it is another thing so just different ways needs to be explored to create frenzy around women's game that should be the goal of this generation not equal pay i don't say that i do not mean to say that women don't deserve equal pay um it is just that if we set that as an absolute goal the chances are that we are just trying to force all this equal pay kind of absolute goal on uninterested parties who will just pull the plug after a certain point if we set a different goal and move things towards providing value to the viewers who then who will then eventually will not mind spending money towards buying tickets or sponsorship or anything then we wouldn't be in a position to even argue about this equal pay it would just happen you can ask me is if it is fair i know it is unfair but the the, uh, the reality of the matter is 6000 years of women not being prominently in public spaces it cannot be fixed in a century that's a simple answer right so these two points which i mentioned it can be extrapolated to corporate industry and even business or any phase it in life actually in a way corporate industry and businesses are getting better at supporting women but at any point in life if you feel that you are conflicted as to how do you win in men's world these two pointers should guide you changing the influencing parameter and setting a different goal post changing it every decade or every year or every so often as you see fit that should help you to win in men's world and that brings us to the end of this episode episode number 18 how do you win in men's world i hope you enjoyed this episode do let me know your feedback you can drop me a message in my comment section or record your feedback in spotify or apple podcast thank you for listening in until we meet again next time this is pratibha wilson signing off let's talk work life